Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Carson Beyer. We talked about his athletic career and how that competitive nature transfers over into his music. We also talked about the type of music and the sound that he wants to put out, as well as his new EP, Ghost Town, which is out now. Carson Beyer on the RCM Podcast coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. And uh, today we got Carson, Carson Bayer on. It says pronounced Bayer, right? Or is it Bayer? Bayer. I knew Bayer. Was, I was I knew I was wrong. Those those not, E's and those Y's, man. First, man. I'm, I'm saying those E's and those Y's really, really get you mixed up. I mean, listen, this should right. we, you know what you should do? You should start uh what do they call it when you uh, uh pronounce your last name but in 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 syllables? Right, put the little, yeah, like in a dictionary under there. Here. Yeah, yeah, or just spell it. Yeah, just spell it with a U. Just change the spelling. Buyer, You're right. really throwing us all off. No, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people say Bayer, man. It's all good. <laughs> well, Carson Byers here. Hey, Carson, thank you for uh, coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, to get to hang with you a little bit and talk. Yeah, man, I appreciate you reaching out and having me. Of course. So let's kind of uh, uh, just start off with maybe a little bit of a backstory on you. I know some funny, some some interesting things about you. Uh, well, not interesting. Ever, ever you can anyone can find these things. Let's right. let's be honest here. I, I don't do the. Uh, it's not. It's not like I'm going into the uh, government to uh, to do some research. <laughs> right. It's all it's all artist bios and things like that. But I read something and I think it's interesting and I kind of want to talk about it. Um, yeah. So you went to Murray State, right? Mm-hmm. And she that's did. pretty cool because you walked on to play football there. Uh, which I, I think did. is pretty cool. And it's, it's a, you know, a whole other side. I, I think it's, it's, it's so funny when, when, you know, you talk to someone who's, who pretty, who dives into music pretty heavy and who's, who's pretty big uh, when it comes to making music their career, but there's other, there, there's other sides to people. There's not just music, which I think is always real, uh, really interesting Absolutely. to talk about, but um, you walked on to Murray state to, uh, to play football. And that's, that's, uh, that's cool. I like Murray state. I, I've been, I've been on the racer train since I watched John Morant, in March right. Madness, right? Yeah. And I feel like everyone probably always says that. But I, right. fun, fun fact, got to, uh, I have, I had my rendezvous in sports as well, not as an athlete, but I guess as an athlete, but a very, very subpar athlete. But I worked in sports through college and I got the opportunity when I was in college to uh, work for CBS Sports and uh, uh, work wow. March Madness when I was in Hartford. So I was courtside when John Moran had that big game in Mar- in the first round of March Madness. Oh man, that's wild! And and uh, I was like, "Whoa, this is wild!" Because I was like, "I'm witnessing something crazy here." And I ended up walking yeah. back back behind to the production trucks after the game, and the whole Murray State team was walking through. And I went over to the side, let them all walk through, you know, go to the locker room, whatever. And I, I Jaw was one of the last people to walk through, and I was like, "Hey, Jaw, great game." And he goes. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll see what happens. And that was it. And he walked away and I was like, that's cool. Cause he's a superstar. That's, so that's awesome. Yeah. But that's, that's cool. my little tangent. Um, so what, what was the experience like going to play football? Talk, talk about that a little bit. It's kind of, it's kind of cool, kind of different playing college football in Murray state. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, um, you know, a good experience. Like I, uh, it, it, it tested me and challenged me, you know, sports dominated my life, um, through, throughout my younger years and teenage years and things like that. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I think all should kids should you know 
play sports of some kind and challenge themselves and, you know, go through adversity and then wins and losses and all the things that that can teach you. So I don't know. I just, I didn't want to stop playing my senior year of high school. We lost in the state championship in double overtime. And I always kind of tell people that if we would have won that game, I probably would not have played, right. I probably would have went out, went out on a high note, but um, yeah, I just wanted to, I don't know. I wanted to keep playing. I feel like there was stuff, you know, through football, I, I, you know, I learned so much and I didn't want to let it go so yeah. quick. Now at the end, of, at the end of the Murray, Murray state, I had to, I had to let it go. You know, I was too freaking slow and too short. And, <laughs> yeah. To make what, it, was it, what position? Make you it, I was a uh, slot receiver um, and then played, you know, some special teams and things like that as well. But yeah, I had the opportunity to go to the, to some smaller schools on some full ride scholarships and, you know, maybe I should have done that. Maybe not, but um, Murray was close to home. I'm not going to say it was like a dream to play there, um, but, you know, it was a smaller division one school and it was just something I had a few people, um, you know, back home kind of whispering around saying I couldn't do it. And I just wanted to prove to myself, not even to them that I could, you know, so um, I love that. it was, it was awesome, man. Like I say, it's a lot of life lessons I, you, you carry with you through that stuff. So. I love that. I think it's uh sports is one of those things that will, cause like I just said, you know, I was an athlete growing up too. And I always think that, that, um, you know, I, in some aspect, I think you're right. That I think that every kid, you know, wh- whatever they want to do, I think that they should play some sort of sport teaches discipline, right? teaches, like you said, it teaches adversity, wins and losses, how to be, a, how to be a sore, yeah. how to be a, a winner, but also know how to be a, a respectful loser. Um, you know, it, it it teaches all those things that I feel like you, you kind of want through life. And don't they always say like, you know, the people who, who are, who, who are the best career wise are the ones that are athletes. You know, they always want to hire athletes because of the fact that right. it's all about discipline. I think it naturally, yeah. Discipline. And then also like the word I, I like go back to a lot, just competition, like anything mm-hmm. to allow you to compete. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I still play, I still play like pickup basketball and stuff around here all the time. Cause it's just a way for me to keep score and compete. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that, I think that does something good for us too. I respect it. Do you, did you uh, play anything else other than football? Uh, not in college. No, I played, um, I played basketball in high school and, and all the sports as a, as a kid, I played, yeah. you know, baseball. I did a little bit of uh one year, like cross country and track and I, I doing all types of stuff. And then in high school, really honed in on basketball and football, but. You know, it's wild. It's like, I never, um, and I'm sure you can attest to this because I grew up wrestling. I tell this story all the time. I grew up wrestling and, and that's what I did throughout high school and throughout being a kid. I played baseball too. Um, but I ended up stopping that early, you know, to focus on other things, but, uh, main main part of my life was wrestling some of my best friends came from wrestling you know some of my greatest memories and and although you say the four years of high school that i wrestled were some of the toughest and i couldn't wait for it to be over after the end it was also some of the best ones right because it's like you know it's you look back on this but i always said which which is interesting i always said that if i uh if I had the chance to do it in college if i was able to do it over again i probably would went and done it because then you're all excited when winter comes around and you're in college and you have nothing to do, right? You can just sit on your ass and, you know, do schoolwork and do whatever and just focus right. on that. But then you realize that there's no competitive edge. Like I, like I, like I was, I was like, man, I have nothing to compete. Like I wouldn't even go to the gym. Cause I'm like, what am I competing against? I um, and I it's just, it's just such a, it was such a weird feeling, but I feel like that kind of, that mindset, that competitive mindset kind of helps you in your music too. Right. Because, you know, you, you want to try and be the best you can be and you, and you want to uh, not necessarily, you know, people that you write with and people that, that you're friends with that are also musicians, like you want to see them win too, but you also want 
your own personal success. And I think that right. competition, that con- that competitive edge probably really helps you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the difference in, um, and it took me a long time to figure this out and I'm still struggling with it, you know, at times, but it's, um, sure. I mean, yeah. Like being realistic, you are competing against like others. Like you're looking right. at, you, you know, you, you can't help but like see what everyone else is doing, but what's cool about music is, there there is no real score right like one man's success could be another man's like failure in a weird kind of way so the competition and this is like very unique but but cool as well the competition is you like yourself like be be better than yourself you know because no one's really you're the only one sitting comparing yourself to a bunch of other people like you know um other people are just going hey is, is he getting better is this band getting better or just you know like it's just um yeah you versus you more in music um, right. if that makes sense because everyone is so all these artists and writers and anything everyone's so unique and, and different you're a lot of times you are comparing apples and oranges you know what i mean there's so many lanes to be filled so i don't know that's like a transition for me is that you know in sports it's always keeping score and it is there's a at the end of the thing there's the definite winner and a definite loser right but in music, it's like a continual, you know, you versus you kind of competition thing, which is cool. I agree. And I also think that it's that it's kind of cool when you look at it as like, you know, you can have you can put out an X amount of songs. I'm not, it doesn't even matter what the numbers, an X amount of songs. Right. And you right. can have a really big high for a song and you could have a low for a song that you kind of wanted to be a high, but it just didn't work out that way. But then you have another shot to have another high. But that doesn't exactly. mean those lows were lows. You learn from it. And that's how you get the other high. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, I just think that it's a, that it's a, that as much as it is a competition within yourself, it's also like, you're right. Like no, no, no one's necessarily looking at you and going like, Oh, was, is he better than he was six months ago? Or, you know, right. you, you know what right. I mean? Because also like you could think that and they might not think that, but as long as you think that, then, you know, you're, right. you're up top. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't know, I, I think that that's an interesting, uh, interesting way to put it. And, and, you know, to, to kind of, Pulling that in with sports and, and, and realize that, that they kind of go uh, together and that there's a lot of life lessons and that is, is, is always an interesting thing. And it's always kind of a, a cool thing to like look back at, in my opinion. I think you could kind of do that with anything, not even just with music, but with life in general. I think you can kind of sure. um, relate that all together. Um, yeah. So let's talk about your, 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 your early music here, right? Your early music memories here. So, so for you growing up, I know people time and time again say that, you know, they listen to this and they listen to that and whether it be more country music or not country music or whatever, I've gotten everything I've gotten. People that said they, I literally had someone tell me once that, well, they are now they, they play country music, but they grew up listening <laughs> to pretty much strictly like R and B. And then at some point they kind of started listening to country music and it all kind of changed for them. So, yeah. so for you, where does that happen? For me, country music came in late in life. I always tell that. But for you, was, was it something that, you know, when you were a kid, you were listening to, it was around the house, was something you always wanted to do? That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I grew up listening. I grew up in, in Kentucky and in, in rural, rural little place there. And, uh, you know, country, it, it, the car and the truck that I was riding around, it was like 90% of the time on country radio of some sort. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of, it was all I knew for a while. It was like, you know, I, you know, I remember obviously nineties country and then even into the early two thousands and stuff, that was just all I heard, but, you know, getting into sports and, and going to public school and stuff, you know, rap came in and hip hop and, and like, 
you know, even even like R&B and soul, like Timberlake kind of usher like stuff started creeping in. But, you know, and then I was just kind of I always sang like even as a kid, there's like little, you know, all the little classic home videos, you know, of singing when you're like three or four years old, singing Garth Brooks and Tim McGraw. And then you get to college and or, or even in high school and you're singing like, you know, Usher and Timberlake. And you're kind of like, man, I don't know. I love music, but it's, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I know what I like, but I don't know how to make those worlds like collide, you know? Yeah. And towards the end of my years in college, um, if you remember um, Stapleton and Timberlake had that duet where they did Drink Your Way and Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. And I and I was learning more about just music and, and like melodies and things like that. And and learning more what I liked about each style of music, because I still do that. I mean, there's something extremely like cool and unique about every genre and every yeah. style. Right. And I know that the the part I love most about country is just the honesty and the vulnerability and like the lyrics. Right. But I really enjoy, you know, some of those just soulful like melodies and stuff. And I remember watching that performance and I was kind of sitting there just thinking about, you know, music in general and, and where my next step was. And I was like, this is it. Like they, they just pulled that off. Like, I think those two songs, you know, Timberlake could have recorded Tennessee whiskey by himself and put it on one of his albums and Stapleton probably could have recorded drinky way and put it on a country album. I mean, those, those songs specifically. And I was just like, yeah, there's definitely a way to bridge the gap. Um, you know, so, and then even like, way older stuff now that I listen to like boys to men and just with all that super soulful uh, music like that still, I don't know. It's just something that makes people feel something, you know, you know, I'm a huge boys to men fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah gonna lie. Like, right. <clears throat> you can't not be man. Anything that has soul in it, it's just like, you know, you want to be a part of it. You want to listen to it. You want to, you know, let it sing I think, I think country music, the reason why, a lot of the reason why I probably a big reason why is the soul. You're right. There, there is so much soul within country music and some of it doesn't have that, but a lot of it does. And right. I think you're hundred percent right because that, that Timberlake and Stapleton video, I think I've given it half its views. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I love yeah. watching that video. It pumps serotonin in my body like crazy. It makes me so happy every time I watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good awesome. stuff, man. It's yeah, awesome. I agree. I think and then they cool. did, and then they did that duet on Timberlake's album that say something. Oh yes, they did. Yeah, they did. You're right. Yeah, that was that was good too. Yeah, that was good. Um, I, just I think, think there's cool. a way. There's a way to blend. There's a way to blend those, you know, um, and make them. Make them I think so. I think that it's that, that that is 100 percent the case because you can have a Stapleton who's definitely more country, but then goes and does that obviously that 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 live duet with Justin Timberlake. But he's also done that, you know, Adele's newest song. He did a, a bonus duet with her. And that's mm -hmm. phenomenal. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that, but that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I, I still like the one with Pink a little bit better. You know that you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but, like even like um, Blake Shelton back in the day did a song with Christina Aguilera. Like there is definitely yeah. a way to like bridge that gap without entirely taking away whatever sound you want to portray, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it took me like I say, it's it took me a while to figure that out too, but you definitely can. Yeah, you know you can definitely bridge those gaps, and I think a really good example of that right now is is it's a little bit more of a it's not uh, Morgan Wallen and Lil Durk song, the, yeah. the Broadway Girl song. Now I can't say that I'm a huge rap fan, okay? So I can't say I love the song, but I recognize that it's transcending and it's pretty like it's yeah. I, if you're a rap fan, it is a good song. It is absolutely. It is. So, yeah. so there is, like you said, but, but it's, it's wild. Cause I always, I said this like literally like a couple days ago, I was like, I was like, there's two types of people in this world. 
the ones that listen to Broadway girls in the shower and the ones that listen to flower shops. <laughs> and right. they came out within weeks of each other, but they're polar opposites. Right. So, you know, right. I'm always a fan of when, when an artist goes ahead and does that because you're right. Like, you know, the, the bridge is there and you don't have to entirely cross the bridge to, to mend it together. So absolutely, um, yeah, I like that. I like that. I think it's always cool when artists do that. And I think it kind of shows versatility. Like Kane Brown always does that all the time, obviously. Like, you know, some of his last songs are very not his, not a country, super country sounding song, but he just right. teased a song that he's going to put out at the end of the month that sounds like a damn country song. So, yeah. you know, you're seeing more of that, like, um, yeah, you, versatility, you yeah. know what I mean? Just, just kind of showing, you know, showing the different sides of who you are as an artist. Cause that, you know, we all come from like so many different, like pool here, pool there. I mean, I didn't even mention this earlier, but I listened to, I mean, I listened to so much Fleetwood and Eagles and like, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, those are even very soulful, like melodies vocally and stuff that I pull from, you know, and you hear like, um, you know, using Morgan as an example. Yeah. He did the Broadway girls and then flower shops, but he's also done a very like Eagle sounding like, um, you know, seven summers or chasing mm -hmm. you or so it's like cool when you have the versatility. I had someone in my hometown tell me this when you, when you have the versatility, you gotta, you gotta use it. It just takes time, you know, to figure out like sonically how to, how to, you know, do that. Uh, but you definitely can do that. And yeah, those artists you just mentioned, they've obviously, you know, figured it out and have good teams. Right. Um, surrounding them to help them figure out how to do it, you know? Exactly. So in terms of versatility, you know, we're talking about all of this, we're talking about artists being, uh, you know, you know, artists being able to do these kind of things and how you yourself, you know, it took you a long time to realize that that's okay. Do you think at some point you, you've been pumping music out since about 2018, right? Or earlier than mm -hmm. that. So 2018, yeah, 2018. do you think that it, um, at some point you put out some songs and then you said, mm, maybe I want to like tweak this and make this more my sound, but then realize that that even wasn't the sound you were looking for and kind of went back over it. Like, was there a point where you were just testing the waters to see what you kind of liked and, and to see what um, kind of made sense for you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's this part of you that tests the waters with each, you know, song or, or demo you make, but yeah, I mean, I'm even going through that right now. You know, yeah. it's always good to do that, to, to push the limits and see where, see where your limits are. Um, you know, you want to do that before you put these things out into the world, correct? Because once they're out, they're out. Right. Um, but, but yeah, there, you know, being in a town like Nashville and collaborating with so many people, whether it's a writer or a producer, or a demo guy, or whatever it ends up being, like, you know, giving those people their freedoms too to see what they, you know, see in you or hear what they might hear. You know, I got, I've been more um, learning more and more to like take that stuff in you know right. someone who's first, someone who first met you you know is telling you your your the strengths you're like okay well obviously those stand out because this person just met me right. i should i should open my ears to what they're mm -hmm. saying mm -hmm. um so so yeah always testing that and and taking you know taking advice and, and digesting it you know along the way yeah i think that's great and i also I, it's funny that 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 you say you know you're still kind of doing that because you know i think it, it I, I, you know, I would agree. Not, not that's a, you know, a bad thing at all. I think that's, you know, a part of growth. And I think it's funny because when you, when you look at your 2019 EP, right? Like when you look at Walk On, and then you look at the newest one, you look at Ghost Town, right? In my opinion, Walk On is like a very, and it's, it's kind of cool that you said, you know, you, you know, you like, like a boys to men kind of deal and things like that. Because I hear more of that 
um, more of that like R&B soul type deal and walk on than I do in Ghost Town. I feel like Ghost Town's right. maybe a little bit more country. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, they're both country. They're both easily. Right. But um, I hear more of like that. I'm trying to figure out, but I also kind of like this stuff in, 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 in the 2019 EP more than I hear the current one now. Um, right. But it's cool that you can see that change. I think that that's awesome. Also, you know, you, you had a slick cut in 2019. Now you got some flow. I mean, listen, there's change going on there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, there's change everywhere. They, they told me to stop getting haircuts. <laughs> that's what they well, said to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, we, we try to do like a more, more acoustic, heavy, kind of earthy sound with the Ghost Town EP. We were like, you know, doing a lot more electrics and some kind of, you know, country rock more stuff in the, the walk on ep but yeah i mean like i say the thing that remains the same is like the honesty and the lyrics and the you know the soul that you try and you know right. sing with and portray the message to so isn't it always yeah. cool when you look at when you look at numbers like on this on the cp it hasn't been out for for um for too long and you know even like a, like a fixer upper has over you know one hundred twenty five thousand streams just on spotify i mean i i yeah I don't have the, the number. The, the thing I hate is that Spotify is the only one that gives me the numbers. Like I can't find right. the numbers for anything else. It sucks. Cause I want to compare. I'm sure those streams are so much higher, but even like, um, you know, you have, it's, it's a new EP. It hasn't been out for that long and you got great, great numbers on it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great, man. I, uh, I was fortunate, you know, it's like spent a lot of 2020 figuring out what to do and what the heck was happening. And then 2021 was, you know, executing some of those plans. So it's good to see it, you know, do, you know, coming to life and, and doing its thing. That's awesome. So do you, uh, when, when you put out an EP like that, do you, do you have a song? I, I, I always ask this because I feel like one day someone's going to give me an answer, but it's always one of those things where they're just like, uh, I don't, I don't know, but do you have a song where it was written, either you wrote it or it was written um, and, and you picked it uh, or you recorded it and said, oh, like I want to surround an EP around this song. Like this is where I, this is what I want the song to be. And even when that full length album comes one day, you know, like yeah. do you, do you have a song and you say, OK, this is the song that I want to surround another four songs around six songs, whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's why I put out that right there and the real thing together. Um, they both had like a very vulnerable, like, you know, uh, uh, acoustic heavy kind of sound. And then, and those songs were always, they were both special to me. I had the real thing for, man, two, almost three years. And that right there was kind of my hometown song. You know, um, it's kind of a trip through my hometown telling you these things that, you know, made me who I am. So like that, the way those came out, um, we were going through some changes, you know, uh, sonically, my producer and I, and. I remember hearing those and just going like, yeah, this is it. Now, those are both like slower uh, tempo kind of relaxed songs. And obviously, you know, I, I'm playing a show um, Friday in the Chicago area. I mean, I, I like the I like the bones and the, and the up tempo heavy rockers, too. But, you know, just uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I would like to build more around those songs for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's always that is I don't know. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of an album buff. Like I kind of really like albums only within the last few years. Like when, maybe when I matured a little bit and realized that, you know, right. Not, that not everything's going on uh, iTunes and clicking for the 30 seconds of the song. And I decided if I like it right then and there, which I will say right. guilty as charged, I did do for a while. I, I can't lie. Oh yeah. But oh, and yeah. I think, I think a lot of people like that. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I'm saying that there is a lot to albums. Like I love, I really like, 
hard copies, physical copies of albums, whether it be vinyls or even like CDs, honestly, I really just like the hard copy because I like to just listen to it in, in full. Um, but I mean, streaming helps with that too. Cause I can just listen from song one to whenever, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I like to hear the way an artist puts in, what would you, I don't even know what you would call it. I, I mean, I wouldn't call it like, like a bridge in an album, but, but a song that kind of paces it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it, like just the, just the track listing in general. Right. Yeah. And right. I think that it's always yeah. fun. Cause like you, you can't necessarily, it would be weird for you to have a song that comes out that goes like, you know, zero to a hundred and then like keep up the hundred pace at one time at one point you're gonna have to slow it down i think yeah i think it's cool to see artists who can do that yeah definitely definitely and you know i think it's kind of it's it's kind of like a uh it's a skill like i i I when 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 it's a good thing when you can look at a, a a project and say you know, there's a reason why I put this song here and a reason why I put this song here i feel like it's something that as an artist you know you I don't know if you recognize right away. Maybe you have. I don't know. You can tell me. But um, I, you, I feel like you just kind of have to figure it out and, and, and decide like what you're what you want. To yeah. Play. Yeah. I think if you're paying attention to that stuff along the process of picking songs, um, it, it all kind of comes together while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not a last minute kind of jumbled decision. But um, sometimes it ends up that way. You know, you get a song that'll come in late, you know, towards the end of the project or whatever. But yeah, it's it's a. Uh, there's definitely a, a rhyme and reason to, to all right. that stuff. So for you, so, so you write, you write a lot, obviously. Um, but yeah. you also, you also pick songs. Uh, uh-huh. Not every song that you've ever put out, you've written. Am I correct? There? Right. So, right. and so what, what is your, what is your thoughts? Because I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in the fact that um, some songs are, are meant for you, but you just didn't have a chance to put pencil to paper. Um, right. So, so, how does it if you why don't you even like walk me through that process because like i don't even really know how that goes but like how do you just kind of find a song that says like like not says how do you find a song where you're just like oh that's a song for me like how do you even go about that is there a yeah. list like do you scroll through a list and say oh i like this title let's look well there's a you know i'm an independent artist so right. a lot of things come word of mouth and if they come word of mouth uh, most of the time they come from a, you know, a place of good intention. Like mm-hmm. I've had a couple of buddies say, Hey, I heard this song at this round and it, it sounded just like you, or it sounded like something you would totally like just knock out of the park. Or um, there's been songs before that. Yeah. They just, you know, they just float around and you got a little demo of this song or demo of that song. And, and if a song, you know, if you listen the first time, it's just like, it's cool. You like put yourself in the, position of a fan for a minute you know and you're like does this song immediately grab me do i want to listen to this again and uh, the songs that i've recorded that i did not write that's what they did for me i heard them and i was like man i just want to listen to it again and again and again because it made me immediately like feel something you know and that's what i want to do for the music i make for my fans so when it's a song i haven't written um something i'm just you know uh accidentally running across or something that was intentionally put on my phone or in my email to check out yeah, I just take the try and, you know, uh, take the seat of a fan for a minute and see if it grabs me. And then also, you know, you view, you view it as an artist and see if it matches and if it fits. And if, if so, that's what's made me want to, you know, run, run towards those things. You know, Rush was that song right. on the on the Ghost Town EP for me. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Do you, so, so yeah. um, I know we were talking about uh, Nashville and how, you know, I, I'm going to try and, uh, make a uh, make a visit down there in the next couple of weeks here or so maybe for the next few weeks or so and my big thing is is 
someone said, are, are you going to go alone? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like my girlfriend can't go and, and, and you know, people are, are busy doing some stuff. And I definitely had some time. I was like, maybe I'll just go alone. They're like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, well, you know, for me, I think a lot of people want to go to Broadway and just kind of do the touristy things. Right. But I really want to kind of sit there and, um, you know, listen to, to people play songs. You know, that, that's what I want. I, I really want to sit there and for, you know, X amount of time, I don't know, whatever it is, and just listen to people play some of their songs because you can get some really good talent out of that and some really good songs that, you know, you may not have known unless you were in the right place at the right time. Oh, um, yeah. Have you ever been at a round where you were listening to someone's song and you go, oh, I need to cut that? Or like, oh, who? Mm-hmm. I- I'm sure that you've been at rounds and you're like, that person's great. I want to write with them. But have you been at a round where you were like, Oh, that person's great. Like, I want to cut that song if it's not already cut. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, won't, I won't say every time I go out, but a lot of times I go out. And, you know, that's that's another thing, too, is um, you have to understand. I think, you know, Garth Brooks said this in an interview, and, it, like, he's a huge inspiration for me on a bunch of levels. But um, he's like, man, this is Nashville. Like, I, write, I wrote songs for forever. Um, but as soon as I started realizing there's a whole lot better songwriters out there than me, um my career really took off so yeah that's what yeah yeah, i definitely have had that feeling many times um going out and hearing you know original music and going i want to cut that yeah yeah so do you think that um it's funny so you just mentioned garth i love garth too garth's a big uh big uh he's on my mount rushmore of artists for me but Mm -hmm. um so I always think about this and I'm just going to run it by you because I just kind of want to know. And I, like, I honestly, this is a conversation, this is a conversation that plays through my head that I never voice. And I'm always like, I wonder if this is the case. So, and this is why this came up. So, so a few years ago, uh, Garth did his triple live where he like, you know, obviously went on tour and, and he recorded live versions of his song from multiple parts of the tour, but he sung a version of Ash McBride's Girl Going Nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So at that time, Ashley McBride was kind of just tipping the iceberg, I feel like. Um, so I think about it all the time. I'm like, do you think like a Garth and like even like an Ashley McBride, but like a Garth and, and, and some of the some of the the big wigs, some of the just heroes of of, of country music and, and you know, people like that listen to music. On, on an independent level like do you think that they do what i do and scroll through you know uh apple music and spotify and instagram and, and look for like the next big name do you think that they do that i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm i mean i yeah i think so i think once again i think the town is so small i think if you if you create a buzz um like ashley mcbride did which i i think i don't know i think she's great i think everything she's done at sanford oh country is just is just awesome but yeah you create a buzz and i think I think it gets around to these these massive artists, and I think they want to they want to kind of see like and, and know what the buzz is about, so they check into it, and then you know in in uh, in this case you're talking about you know Garth even performed it live and, and and things like that, which is really cool for for her for sure. Right. I find it crazy because I think about it, and it's like I feel like people don't realize this, um, but to an extent, you know, some of these huge names, you know, go to go to these bars in nashville even whether it be their own or just like you know mm-hmm. you know just kind of go there to to connect i mean you know 
I was I was told once that the by an artist that that he who's a large name that he you know goes down and have you know has a beer at losers and 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 sits down with two buddies and tries to write a song like that's like a very normal thing. So I feel yeah. like if you're in the right spot at the right time, it could just absolutely change it for you. And that's why the city's so great, right? That's why you know that's why Nashville is Nashville. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. I just think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. And I, I really have thought that many times. Like, really, I'm like, man, like, do you think Garth is listening to, to Carson right now? Like, do you think that there's a chance that he can stumble across your songs? You don't know. You don't. Right. That would that would be uh that would be awesome, but realistically, uh, maybe not, maybe not. No, right don't now. don't count yourself out. Right <laughs> don't count yourself out. I know Garth is listening to Bones right now, guaranteed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Guaranteed yeah. in the shower, Garth is jamming out some bones. Could you imagine? Right. He never, he, ne he never did respond to that text I sent him. Check out my music. <laughs> you know, hey man, my name's Carson. Check my out. <laughs> I well, hey, one day, one day, you never, you never know. You never, you never. Right. Know. We could be here a year later, and you could say, "Hey Kyle, you know, Garth actually sent me, send me that text. You responded to my text." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. You never know, dude. Thanks so much for coming to hang out with me and just kind of, you know, talking about your, about your music here and talking about um, just kind of your, your thoughts on music in general. And, you know, I think it's always interesting to kind of look from the outside uh, in and see, see what people are kind of thinking when it comes to, comes to different points. I always, I always hate the uh, what's country and not country conversation because I just think that it's kind of a, you're beating it down with a stick and it's a lot of people that are just kind of mad over over nothing but yeah. at the same time it's always worth it to have the conversation when you're when you're saying um words like you know it's not going anywhere but you're just trying to branch out i always think that it's important for people to broaden the horizon the one term i always use week in and week out is that country music is a filing cabinet there's a ton of subgenres to a main genre and you just kind of have to find a little indent in those filing cabinet works for you so yeah um that's always a, a conversation that I like to have without having, if you know what I'm saying. So absolutely. Yeah. So um, it, it's just kind of cool to, to, to see other people's perspectives and, and, and um, you know, their thoughts. And I think that's kind of why I love doing this too, because, you know, I talk to everyone from, from people who play, you know, more modern stuff like you, but still have a little bit of twang in it. And then also, you know, there are some, you know, people I've talked to that are as hockey talk as hockey talk get. So, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good group. It's a good catalog. And it's, it's, it's a nice way to kind of just dip your toes and everything. So, right. uh, you know, like I always say, I'm a firm believer of if, if you weren't a country fan before you met me, I bet you I can find at least one thing that oh, you yeah. really like one song I guarantee. Yeah. Um, so that's my, and that's what's cool. Exactly. Carson, dude, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. Um, it means a lot. Yeah, what, what, what you just put out this EP. Um, so obviously you're going to do that. You have some shows coming up. Well, what's next? What do you, what, what do you have coming up? Um, you know, uh, branching out, um, and, and getting in with some, some newer songwriters, uh, reconnecting with the ones, you know, I've hit home runs with before, or in my opinion, I think I have and, uh, getting back in with them. And yeah, like you said, you're always testing, you know, you're always, you know, uh, testing limits and seeing how far things can go a certain direction so you know that's always exciting right you're gonna you're gonna like screw some stuff up but then you're gonna find you're gonna find the jackpot every now and then which is exciting for me to get back into creative mode um play this play the you know the songs that are out play those live and and, and continue to let them live their life and you know keep growing
I love it. I love it. Carson, dude, thanks so much. Everybody, you can go follow Carson uh, on Instagram at Carson Buyer, uh, all one word, and uh, go listen to his new EP. Uh, it's out now. Um, it is fantastic. It is called Ghost Town. It's amazing. Go listen to it. Go stream it. Go share it. Go love it. Do all the great things that we love to do uh, week in and week out to support these artists. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. If you love the episode, uh, go share it. Go share it with your friends. Go and uh, share with the family. Share it with the dude that's walking down the street. Just spread the word. Share it with everyone. Why not? Uh, remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. And uh, like I said, follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. And uh, new episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As usual, I'm Kyle Corbels. That's Carson Black. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.